0: This podcast is rated IS for incredibly silly and definitely contains bad words, bad jokes, and other bad content that should not be heard by anyone, least of all children. Or maybe it should be. We don't know. We're still not their parents. You're listening to the Star Forge podcast with Saya and Mal, two nerdy humans who still have a lot to say about Star Wars The Old Republic and all its features. Rest assured, the podcast is, as always, working as intended. This is episode 41. Let's look. The visuals of Star Wars the Old Republic. Hello, Swotor players. I am the Mal. And I'm Saya, still just Saya. Well, you have other names you go by that it's are a secret. Yeah, we don't talk about that here. But they're really famous, and everybody knows your name, so you know. Give me one thing. Jeez. Anyway,
1: what's new? Oh, we had a lot of fun. We just played a Flashpoint together this morning. We did. And I was telling you last night, we finally beat hard mode ICP. You're the one with news.
0: Yes, I felt so satisfied and I was very happy with myself because I had to be the one clicking the panel and like suffering in the corner watching people's health (laughs) bars drop. And you can really like it's a delicate dance of when you can like throw little heels because when you're clicking the panel, you can GCD lock yourself. (gasps) <gasps> and then like, cause if you do something and then you go to quickly click the panel, you're like locked out of it. you screwed. It doesn't go.
1: For those of you not familiar, Mal's very excited because she beat the first boss finally of the newest operation R4 in the hardest mode. And that first boss is apparently one of the hardest bosses in the whole operation. Most teams get stuck on it. And she, as well as many other teams have been getting very close, like getting to like 6%, getting to like 3%. And it's all about the timing and the pacing and the moving your feet at the right time. And not being killed. And your team finally got it. Was everyone yes. like, yeah! Yeah, we were so excited. I was honestly, I was surprised. Like, it was laying there dead with the purple
0: beam. And I was like, oh, oh, hooray. Because you it. get so, you get so focused, right? And yes. like, you're just standing there like, don't be in fire. Don't be in the beam. Heal, 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 heal. Spread out the... Blah, 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 blah. Oh, is it? Is it done? It's over? I'm still, like, doing things, moving around. <laughs> it was really great. It was awesome. It was I
1: awesome. have heard someone uh compare the next boss, the Watchdog with the Colorful Floor, to the new Nightmare Mode Nephra, as in teams who can get past that first boss will get a bunch of lockouts for Watchdog just to get loot. Uh-huh. Because did you get your first 340 piece then?
0: No, um, we actually, we gave those to the DPS. We gave okay, they our, need it more. <laughs> we gave them, well, you know, because the faster it dies, the less you have to do. So we actually right. gave them to our, our PTs. So
1: only, um, only two of the best gear in the game dropped from that boss, right?
0: Yeah. And you yeah. got and like then, a weird token. Yeah, I got a blue token and you need more blue tokens to upgrade it.
1: Yeah, so you could eventually get 340 gear if you keep whaling on ICPC. TP, well, after you. this,
0: then we'll just going to start, you know, we'll get through that and Watchdog and then What's-His-Name <gasps> right. and then What's-Her-Face. And
1: But wait, when did you defeat it? Last night. Last night? But yeah. d- doesn't your, hasn't your hard mode lockout just reset? You got to go back to IPCPT again?
0: No, I know. We might just get a lockout So start sad. it up right? At right, right we'll see. Right. People are passing those around now. So. Like candy. Yep. I mean, that's fine. Or we can just kill it again.
1: Right. That's Congratulations to you and your team. That's really awesome.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: We worked really hard. Um, But it sounds like you guys were really happy. You weren't disappointed at all.
0: Unlike those other people. Disappointing other people.
1: Today, we're going to be talking about the visuals of Star Wars The Old Republic in a group setting. And Mal and I both agreed that since we talk about operations a lot, if we had to talk about visuals and operations, we would just go on for about 16 hours hours. We're instead going to talk about the visuals of some of the other great views in group content
0: today. Right. So I'm going to start right into it. Some flashpoints that I like. As awful as it is to pug, I love how Trader Among the Chiss looks. Beautiful. It's really great. It kind of has it all. It has this whole town. Nobody wants to walk through it because it's full of trash. But wow, such
1: ambiance as you there's walk that through the flashpoint sunset sky, and there's little kites floating up there. And there's like, like I want to go to this town without all the enemies and like go get a drink. Like I want to go get yes. some some tostadas <laughs> and like some some tequila and like just sit down in this nice little place and overlook the the kites and the bluff and everything it's
0: beautiful like a resort town here it has bars it has bars in there um you know robot boss whatever but then the second boss now you're kind of in this industrial area business happens here this is like the back part this is this is the underbelly
1: oh this is where where the deals get
0: done yeah, they meant that's where you wipe a lot to so that second boss there with those catwalks. silly boss there, right. And then you get through there and, like, the rest of the flashpoint. You're in a snowy mountaintop. All of a sudden, you've, you've come out the other end. You're on a snowy mountaintop with broken stairs and wampas climbing up the sides of cliffs to attack you. Uh, you. You go through this puzzle. And then at the end is a guy in a cove of trees who does blizzard tornadoes. Not to mention the bonus boss. You have to be very precise <laughs> oh, on that bonus boss. Scary. But just this flashpoint kind of has it all. It's a really cool place
1: visually. I am such a sucker for Copero. Every time I go there, I'm like, I've been here 16 times before. Let me smash that screenshot button again. Um, and what's very interesting is how far they've come visually for the flashpoints in this game since the launch of the game. If you go back to those launch flashpoints, although they're very classic, they're very nostalgic, they're very story heavy, and those make for a really big pro, not a con. visually, a lot of them are very boring. A lot of them are mm-hmm. set on ships, a various yep. Republican and Imperial ships, <laughs> um, many of which actually look all the same. Even the flashpoints that are set in other environments, like we go to Kadamimu, it looks like this weird, very dark, dingy Narshada sky. And mm-hmm. a lot of players say, can we have improved graphics in this game? And They're they're mostly asking for like a full engine rehaul. But if you just take a look at the effects that they've added to the game over time, when we're talking about these snowstorms on Copero, these sun Sunset lighting skies, these kites in the air, these all these little beautiful things and compare them to like the dinginess of the earlier flashpoints. It's a huge graphical difference.
0: Yeah. A lot less brown in the palette. Yes. For sure. <laughs> Someone was like, hmm, a light pink might be appropriate for this head Everything in
1: vanilla is Brown. That's the color of the Republic. The Empire is poop. like black and red, and the Republic is like... The color of shit. Baby poop brown and baby pee-pee yellow. Oh, like, go geez. to the Republic fleet. Uh, blech, 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 But yeah, another flashpoint that has an amazing color palette, that is the... Crisis on Umbara flashpoint and that is probably the most visually striking flashpoint in the entire game. And for those of you who haven't played it yet, it's actually set on a moving train. Like, it's kind of crazy. It's not good for your frame rate. Probably make your computer crash if you have a low-end computer. Um, But the actual flashpoint itself is beautiful. It's got this very dark purple blue sky that you're going through on this train. There's lots of little glowy bits. There's lots of lights on the train. You see this uh, cityscape far off in the background, there's these glowing hoops that you're passing through while you're on the train. And even the uh, when the train inevitably crashes and you're down on the actual ground, there's these beautiful, glowing, creepy creatures. And it's just really, really cool looking. Like, once again, nothing like going on the Esselis or the Black Talon. No, I, you know, I left this off the list because
0: I do like the train. The train is very cool. But after the train part, it's kind of like, eh, here we are. We're on some grass in a jungle. Picking shit up off the ground. Oh, that part's just, true. The mechanics,
1: maybe not so hot. Not so hot.
0: Even even the area to me, it just feels very like eh, very standard. Like they spent all their budget on, on the, the train, train <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh God, we'll just have to copy and paste <laughs> mountains and grass from some of these other ones for the back end." I just of this. get real
1: excited because I run real fast to get to the giant spider. Mm. I get real excited about that every time. Um, but I know there is another environment that they repurposed that you really liked. I I kind of love when they reuse
0: things that we've already seen before and I wish that they would do more of that. I was just thinking the other day how cool Assault on Tython and Korriban Incursion look because at this point when they when these flashpoints premiered, we have all probably played all the Republic classes and all the Imperial classes but you don't get to go to each other's planets, right? As a Sith, you don't—you can't go to Tython. Nope. You know you can't travel there, so it's really fun as an Imperial to be running around this wrecked up Tython, running in their temple. I'm stepping on your flags. I'm ripping them off the wall <laughs> and knocking down all your statues. And it's cool. On the flip side, you know, as as, an, as a Republic person to be in Korriban like yeah Say you would wreck up our temple well we'll come stamp all over your house too that I love that I love it's just really fun and to me it's the quintessential purpose of a flashpoint to be a moment in time in your story a flash if you will an episode in the season of your story in Swator and in this episode you're going to the enemy territory um
1: Uh, Earlier today, my husband was actually telling me about the Cataclysm um, expansion in World of Warcraft. I haven't played that game very much. I know very little about it. And he was explaining all the older areas. There's a Cataclysm. They're all, like, torn up. There's been something horrible that happened. And they look very visually different. And the way Star Wars The Old Republic works, we'll probably never see that because the story is my favorite word evergreen you can come back to it later and nothing's changed you don't have to worry about having missed out on anything but the flashpoints the flashpoints let you see that moment in time that miles talking about and how do they make it look different they change up that color palette again there's this very dark smoky sky there's a lot of smoke effects a totally different dingy color palette and not it's not even poopy brown it's like this dusty kind of color um and I also really like that these are the first flashpoints that we're starting to see more of these differences. The first point in time where these flashpoints were more, had more visual effects in them. We start seeing more in the Rishi flashpoints with lots of lighting effects and and different types of skyboxes. You said we just did flashpoints today.
0: Um, we did flashpoints you can only do on the Imperial side. Yes. And then for a long time, they were they were shared. And I like how in these two, it came back to separate. You can only do this on the pub side. You can only do this on the imp side. Mm-hmm. That shows a lot of effort. I, I really like right. it. Right. Double the work for only half the population. Right. So last up for me, as annoying as I think, some parts of it are. Kaon under siege is a great design for a flashpoint. It's dark. It's creepy. There's a part where you walk through a movie I theater. Love the movie you feel theater. like you're in this total zombie raccoon apocalypse. It's just really unique. It has things you fight that are unique. Those those bloaters that when you kill them they explode Gross. into horrible green Nasty. goo. And you have you have the screamers where they they run up to you and if you don't stun them they go Wah! and then you fly
1: off whatever it is you're doing. Right, The visual environment absolutely matches up with the enemies that you fight. Like, it in all parts, sound, enemies, visuals. Yeah,
0: it just, I think this one, it it really looks great. Creepy. And
1: that's not the only type of group content that has special visuals to it. So for a long time, the player versus player environments, they're not really that exciting. They kind of just repurposed other areas. Um, so there's one kind of on a war-torn beach. There's one in in kind of like a weird center area of alderaan and then uh after a while we actually got one that was really visually striking and that's the ancient hypergates uh war and that was set on the planet of Celine. for the longest time i thought i was just on Illum because you know it's a beautiful skybox these big glowing portal things big flashing things just a really really neat environment that was very different to anything that we'd seen before for pvp um it's one of my favorite maps to actually play as well because there's so many different mechanics. But even after that, they went back to and did Odessan Warzone, and Once again, kind of a boring environment. It's all indoors. There's a lot of mechanics going on. It's the most mechanically interesting, but nope. It's just in set, set inside your your home base and there's a bunch of ramps and stuff like that. And then the Yavin 4 one is just set on Yavin 4 and Ancient Hypergaze is really sticks out like a wonderful glowing beacon of a sore thumb there for PvP. Yeah. I mean, I don't PvP much, but the Hypergate one does look different. I mean, it has that
0: Gris theme to mm-hmm. it. The
1: Gris theme, yeah.
0: Boy, they really got that right, didn't they? Anything to
1: do with the Gris. Gris. You're good to it's go. Just... I was thinking about that. We just had the Gris event not too long ago, and that looks amazing too. It just looks really good. I, TFB, all of it, just, it looks
0: great. Go Gree.
1: So we're so sick of talking about things you can do with other people while looking around and not paying attention to your mechanics. What else could you do? Well,
0: I guess you could get in your ship and go flying solo. So about a year ago from when we were recording this today, Swator actually announced that they were going to have a Best View in Swator screenshot contest. And I believe you were also having a screenshot event of your own during that time as well um, about visuals in Swator, exactly what we're talking about now. Can you tell me a little bit more about what those were and what you did and what they entailed?
1: Oh yeah, that was a that was a really interesting contest they held. They hadn't done anything quite like it for a very, very long time. Probably not since the launch of the game. Basically, they had these 10 planets, there would be 10 winners, and the actual winner of the best screenshot for each of the planets would have their screenshot immortalized forever into an actual decoration in the game that anyone could then use, and the winners would get a, a gold-bordered version, which I thought was quite cute. A special one just for them. And so the planets you could go take screenshots of were some of the kind of classic planets of the game as well as some of the classic planets of the expansion so you had hudda korban orbantel and tython then tatooine and Mekeb yavin 4 is a cool osus and meksha so a really big range of new and old planets some easy to get to for new players and some that were well go check out this new content that we have in the game so i went down to the fleet to look at these
0: because, I don't know, maybe I've looked at them before, but for this episode, I specifically sought those out to see. And a lot of them, they are so nice. They are nice pictures. And I think my favorite one is the Yavin 4 one because there's a shadow playing across this screenshot. It just makes really great lighting. There's a statue and sort of a cave area. To me, that one... That one was my favorite. I really liked that one. Also, though, props to the person who took this picture of Hudda, because it made Hudda look like a great place instead of a swampy dumpy. (laughs) So I don't know who took that, but props to you because I actually liked it. Uh, And I guess my third favorite was the Tython picture. They had it where the perspective was kind of through these trees. So you got this feeling like You were almost like spying or or peeking through these trees, looking at the Jedi temple, almost with a sense of longing, like, oh, there's the Jedi temple. I just I really love to be there like you're stealing a secret glance at it.
1: I really liked them. Right. I love that point where they took that screenshot. I like to go up there for a lot of my uh, videos because this 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 little pathway. And if you get up right on the right rock, you can get this really nice visual of looking down at the temple. Um, Yeah, the the final pictures chosen were really great. I think a lot of people were probably sad. They were probably like, my screenshot was almost exactly the same as that one. Why didn't mine get picked? (laughs) Because there's only so many angles in Star Wars: The Old Republic that you can take. Um, one of the more unique ones that I saw was on Zakuul. Though Zakuul was one of the planets that was like, I was like, I don't know how to take a good screenshot here, to be honest. Um, there's not not a good a lot of good locations, but they found a really cool one. So, um, if we're talking about planets and expanding that list of ten planets to take screenshots of. To any planet if you could go take screenshots on any planet where would you be at and my number one absolute favorite planet to look at is ilum ilum by far Mm. is my prettiest planet um i remember getting there for the first time when i was leveling and just looking up with my character and being like wow there's so many (laughs) stars in the sky and it's nighttime and you can still see because everything's so bright and it is like that um in my home country of Canada sometimes when the snow is heavy and the stars are bright and you're not near the city because the moon can be so bright and the snow itself so reflective you can get a really good view of everything without having to have like flashlight and everything like that
0: oh that is really that what a great connection right <laughs> to have with this planet that reminds you of home um that's awesome. I have never gotten to
1: see the aurora borealis before though mm. have you ever seen it
0: I have not. My dad wants to go see it. And he my dad, he's so funny. He was like, you know, they projected on the sky with these lights from the ground. Going, dad, I don't think that's correct. I can save a lot he's of like, money. Yes, it is. I saw it on a YouTube video. <laughs> oh, like parents loose on the Internet. Well,
1: um, I, I hate to break it to you, but even on Ilum, they don't project it on the sky. It's called a skybox. It's a big PNG up in the up in the air. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How about you? What's your favorite planet?
0: My number one has got to be Voss. It looks like fall there. My favorite season. My favorite witchy season. You can't see me real good, but I have on right now my my new black and orange. Skirt. Oh, you do! Oh, Wonderful. It's too dark. Yeah. it's too dark to see, but. I just love fall. I love everything about fall. And this planet just looks so pretty. Not to
1: mention the decor, the Voss lights. The Voss? The- oh, I love the Voss they're decorations. They're so pretty. Yes, they were all uniquely made to create this new culture for the Voss. And, and the visuals show. You can see it. You can see it's a different culture. Like, you can see it's a very different planet, even. There isn't anywhere else in Star Wars The Old Republic that has that autumn vibe to it. They God the Voss are just so unique. I really think they should just fuck it, say fuck
0: it about the height thing, and just put them <laughs> as a playable race. Who cares? I mean, you might piss off like a couple nerds who will be like, "Oh, they're not tall enough. The Voss aren't tall enough." But me personally, I won't You're care. Like, I'll take my short. King. You care that much? Who
1: cares? And it would look so cool on Voss. We've got this fall visuals when we are first loading into the planet, but that's not the only thing that's there, right?
0: But then. But then you drive through this area called the Nightmare Lands, and you know it's different because the trees start to become gnarled. They've lost their leaves. Everything is, is twisted and dark. And inside there, you've got these crazed and twisted Gormac and Voss, and it leads to an area called the Dark Heart. There's just a lot of great temple areas here i just love it it has so many different components to it it makes this planet so unique
1: and if we're talking about planets that people love i think oricon is probably one of the really big fan favorites i think that's been the one that people i've seen request most for a stronghold lately Um, but i'm going to talk about one that i don't hear much about i'm going to try and be cagey and a little spoiler free (laughs) this will be more for those of you who have already played through all of the story but i love the Landscape, and I use that word very carefully. I love the landscape of the Echoes of Oblivion story. We were talking earlier about the color palettes, and this one really Mm -hmm. stuck with me. It's got this dark gray color background with these hints of bright pink and dark. Mauve purple kind of color, and oh, I love it. I have like one of my screenshot folders of Echoes of Oblivion. I swear to god, it's just like 600 screenshots. I'm gonna have to delete some of them to make space, but beautiful, beautiful. And I, I can't share most of them because they all include spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, I you know, as soon as you said that, I
0: knew exactly what you were talking about, and it is a shame that it's so beautiful and it's locked behind yep. this story that is blech. can't go back there, blech. and you can't skip to there either. No, it's really it's really a shame. I wish I wish they would find some way to reuse it. Um, another one I really love is Belsavis. Right when you first come down to Belsavis, it's, it's snowing or like raining fluff. I never quite like figured really that out. If it's ash or if it's snow, both are acceptable. Ash, snow. But it's a great weather effect. And speaking of the weather on Belsavis, it's the variety. That's one of the biggest reasons that I really enjoy this planet. Because a lot of plants are just one thing, Right. It's a jungle. Or you're on Tatooine and it's a desert. Or you're on Hoth and it's snowy. And that's all it is. But Belsavis has a very varied ecosystem. It has rock bridges through caves over lava. It has that invisible bridge that you like to crash the server on by putting people on their (laughs) fractal mounts on the invisible bridge. It has ancient Rakatan tombs. uh, Because, of course, the Operation Eternity Vault takes place on Belsavis. Um, It has those really unique transportation machines that are honestly kind of a pain in the ass to use and get to, but they give this planet a vibe. It is way more than just a prison planet. There is a lot happening
1: here, and visually, it's very cool. And while it's not quite as interesting mechanically, Mech Shah is one of the newer planets that has a really unique look. A lot of players really like Narshadah with all these signs and, and it's a weird red background. Okay, they probably don't like that part. But if you like the neon signs, head to Mech Shah. Mech Shah is this crazy planet. And we first saw the concept art for it uh, before it came out. And it's literally a floating asteroid that's been enclosed in a giant like hollow shield to keep the. Air in the space out i assume and and just that alone was a really really uh strong visual like what is this place like well pirates got it and this is what they did with it and they slapped a neon sign on every doorway they could find
0: they sure did (laughs) i usually don't really care for the city planets but if i had to pick one i would pick mekshaw
1: just because the colors are better and we're talking a little bit about older planets and newer planets. For example, Belsavis is an older planet. McShaw's is a newer planet. There is one planet that has been kind of redone over the years. It's only This is one of the only planets we've ever seen this in. And that is Manon. We have old mm. Manon. It wasn't much of a planet, just a small area. But it was very nostalgic in its visuals. It was very similar to the Knights of the Old Republic game. It's got this big blinding sun. It's got these big open waters. It's very clean aesthetic. Everything's been scrubbed solid. Probably helps that there's an ocean right beside it. And the Selkath are, are just wandering around there. And then you get to Numenon. And Numenon in the story is a very different place. They're in a very different time. They're they're basically in the middle of, of a outright kind of semi-war. And there's rain. It's nighttime. There's fire. The Ocean waves are roiling just outside of the docks. Like they're actually going onto the docks at some points where you're trying to walk around. There's um, the rain itself is like a different type of rain that we haven't seen before. It's very heavy, almost can't see uh, far out in the distance and stuff like that. And I loved seeing all those visuals like mashed together in one new area. It is for sure very unique. I think we talked about
0: this previously. I wasn't quite sure how I felt about it. And then when I thought about it, I realized there's nothing like it. Nope. There's nothing like it anywhere else in the game. Nope. So it gets, it gets points. Um, another newer planets that I actually really enjoy is Onderon.
1: Oh, yeah. It's great
0: because I hate a lot of new things, like most people. like <laughs> Onderon.
1: You're already here first. Mal hates new things.
0: Uh, not all new things. Just some new things. You know, uh, you know what my, my thing is? My thing is, do I like sci-fi? Yes. Yes, I do. But I like fantasy more. So I feel like a lot of the planets that I like in Swator have more of a fantasy feel yes. to them than a spaceship sci-fi feel. Onderon
1: has all of that. Onderon has these kind of canyons, almost like like Arizona-style canyons and Utah and stuff like that. And it's got these—but it's still got a lot of greenery. It's got these— Purple trees. I love purple mm-hmm. trees. What are you gonna do with me? There's these creatures flying around in the sky. There's a bright blue sky. It's not dingy Republic spaceport. We're not in space. It's just like oh very alderaan's the place I would want to go retire. I mean, except for the whole beast it's the beast <laughs> problem that comes around every X years. Shh,
0: sure, just don't retire on Alderon. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs>
1: do we talk about Alderon? We shouldn't. Do you like Alderon? I mean we
0: should. Oh, we God. should talk about Alderon. Yeah, I can't believe we skipped Alderon because after Voss, that's probably my number two is Alderon. It is beautiful there. Speaking of fantasy vibes, you're you're right on cue. I know. And it even has the Renaissance Fair music as a to discussed in And part. these big it castles. Has castles. Castles, mountains, big open areas with animals. Ruined temples. Right, there's even a heroic where there's there's crops. You feel yes! like people are living here, doing things, you know, mountains. Just, I don't It's just really beautiful. If you're looking... I mean, they also have,
1: they have a bug problem. They, okay, but. I ignore that. Let's pretend that doesn't exist. <gasps> my stronghold, my Alderon stronghold, I never opened it up all the way on my main server because I didn't want all the bugs.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. And so it's
1: sitting at like eight out of nine or something like that because I love it. The, the stronghold there visually is just as beautiful as on the planet.
0: Yeah. So, as always, we want to know from the people what you love visually. Visually, yes. Besides us, we're we're, the best.
1: we're a podcast. They
0: can't see us. They can only hear us. All right. Tell us. Tell us what you like. And then, in return, we're going to tell you about a little flashpoint we went on recently called Mandalorian Raiders. <laughs> Space bar, please. Space bar, please. Space bar, please. If you do not want spoilers for
1: Mandalorian Raiders, turn this off now. This flashpoint starts as it always does with a call from Satil Shan. Ring, ring. Who is glad we picked up the phone because a Mandalorian clan hijacked a ship called the Eleusis. Fun fact here. You can ask Satilshan about the name, and she tells you that Eleusis was a great Jedi who sacrificed himself at the Battle of Botha Wui. And when we had this happen, I got so excited because Botha Wui is a big... Lore-focused planet that never really made it into the game. It kind of there's a the battle of Bothawui, there's the Botha-Woo-Wins. I don't actually know if that's how you say it, but that's okay. Um, but when 5.0 was coming out, so that's the Knights of the Fallen Empire, we knew there was something coming, but we didn't know what. And someone had found files on the website that hinted to the planet of Bothawui, like if the file name. And so everyone was oh. thinking maybe it was gonna be on Bothawui. So I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure someone else maybe knows more about this. We're not I'm not entirely sure if it was a cover like they needed some file names so they called it Bata Wui, so we didn't get fresh and figure out what was going on because they know we <laughs> like to look around at stuff Aww. or if there actually was supposed to be something set on Bata Wui. I don't know if it would have been very useful to be there. Um I don't know if it would have been helpful at all. Oh, is 5.0, is that Knights of the Eternal Throne? Yeah, it was the second one. So I think they, if, if they ended up switching spots, that means they went to Voss, which is probably a better idea. The Voss intro to that expansion is really cool.
0: Right. So back to the story here. <laughs> Sorry. Apparently, <laughs> thank you for educating us about all that's great lore. That's good. That's good facts but uh, the Varad clan has apparently declared that they want to be independent from the Empire and Mandalore. So they've stolen this ship, and they are attacking Imperial planets. They're raiding other worlds. It's a huge mess, and even the imps haven't been able to deal with this situation. Now, we do know where the ship is docked, though, and so the Imperials are racing to the location to
1: stop Clan Varad as well. Time is not on our side. Sotio tells us they have intercepted a transmission from Darth Malgus. Who? Who's Darth Malgus again? Who? That reveals they are on their way to grab the Eleusis and destroy Clan Barad. So now we're tasked with jumping on the stolen ship ourselves, defeating the rogue Mandos, and flying ship back to Coruscant before the Imperials do.
0: Ooh, it's a race against time. Meanwhile, on the imp side, the Empire had been paying the Mandalorians to support them during the war— but the recent treaty bored them. Is that, is that verbatim? Yes. It's that they, they basically <laughs> got bored and they declared Akhengan, which means the search for battle.
1: What's really nice about this is you can also ask Darth Malgi some questions. You can ask them, who are the Mandalorians? Gosh dang, your character really needs a history lesson. He explains that they're a series of clans with a warrior culture devoted to honor and glory. Worth noting here is also that they are made up of all different species of beings within the clans, but they all fight under Mandalore. So back in the day, in Star Wars lore, Mandalorian was an actual race, like a species. Not anymore. Now it's just everybody who likes to fight. Awesome
0: very inclusive i like mm-hmm. it so one clan has gotten particularly bored and i'm not sure what they were thinking here but they decided the best way to relieve that boredom was to just start raiding both republic and imperial colonies and killing listen people. that's like par for the course good job. par for the course good for job. mandos that's what they do good job Yeah, well, sucks to be you because now my job is to go wipe you out because my boss is Darth Malgus and he got Mandalore to agree to the said wiping out of
1: you. Oh, this is sanctioned wiping out? Oh, wonderful. This is a sanctioned wiping out. Even Mandalore is not happy about it. Mm -mm. Right. Because there's kind of a treaty, a treaty between the Mandalorians and the Empire, at least for now. We'll see how that goes. Earlier, we noted that the Republic had intercepted an Imperial transmission from Darth Malgus in regards to this entire situation. But something's fishy here. Because now we found out that the Imperial intelligence has intercepted a transmission from none other than Satil Sean, who reveals that the Mandalorians have actually stolen the Eleusis, a ship that was supposed to be the vanguard of the fleet. Mm-hmm. Guess they left the keys inside again. <sighs> there goes another audit failure. Come on, people. Get it together here. So with that, time to go board the Eleusis, wipe out Clan Barad, and fly the ship back to Dromikos and laugh. Ha ha, at the Republic. All right, so here we are on the
0: ship, and once again, here come the one-liners. This is the chieftain of Clan Varad. Whoever you are, you've challenged the wrong ship. I mean, on the Republic side, I've challenged my own ship that you stole,
1: so be quiet. If you have the gathering skills in this one, just like some of the other flashpoints we talked about, you are rewarded with a droid companion. You can slice elevators and there's lots of other things you can do as well. I really like that every flashpoint we've gone into so far has had something, something you can use your crafting skills for.
0: Right. I think that's really, that's really nice. And it really encouraged people back in the day, you know, to pair up with people who had these different varieties of crafting skills and to learn them yourself. So now I would like to note in his <laughs> notes here, she wrote, Mal, fucking hold the line. And at first, direct quote, I wasn't sure why I had said that, but I realized later it was because I had forgotten to speck and to hold the line for the trash in this flashpoint because it's full of these little dogs that appear and jump on you and then knock you around everywhere and ruin your mortar volley. In the
1: first fight, we've got Brax the Bloodhound, and he comes out with two puppies. They don't play nicely yes. together. Arr. So it's best to keep them all separated, but especially to keep the dogs out of the big red circles Brax does. I've actually had problems with this one before with, with groups. Like it's, it's a pretty tough fight if you you got everyone just kind of running around doing five dps like i was doing
0: yeah because a lot of these things you don't really have to respect the mechanics not respect even in master the mode, mechanics you can just power through it respect my mechanics what about those red circles yeah maybe the circle is him throwing out treats and they go bananas anyway in master mode watch out for a nasty dot that they i think the dogs put on you um and you got to keep those dogs away from him or they get buffed you know you gotta keep them separated (laughs) hope you guys know that song i'm old
1: so we finished that up not a peep from the chieftain Hmm. hmm next up we come to a little tram that you can ride and i think it's hilarious i love this thing it's like (laughs) this 40 mile long hallway and it's this flat tram like it's it's on the floor it's not up and down and you can jump onto mm-hmm. it and it's moving super fast so you kind of get on get onto it carefully and it's so funny because it'll take so long to run across that hallway but you'll see your teammates who maybe don't know it's there and you'll see them running down the hallway and then whoosh, they get like hit by the tram okay it goes right through them but it's really funny anyway i love it i love that section with new people or, or you could get stuck on it though You have
0: to pick here to wait for it or go in your rocket boots if it isn't there. But if you see it, you need to jump over it cleanly or you get stuck (laughs) on it and it pushes you all the way back (laughs) to the start.
1: You look like a noob. You are a noob. You get hit by moving trams. There is no such thing as Star Wars OSHA. That's all I'm saying. I know. So after
0: we get on this uh, airport tram, I believe what I said next here at an elevator was, can I buy a slicer? I felt really bad. It turned out... (sighs) You had slicing. <gasps> I do. You, you had it the whole time. We fought all these turrets in I didn't here. know. I didn't know. Have- oh. uh, uh, you know, I went back to do this, and there is a little small, skippy, workaroundy thingy you can do. You have to pull one little group off to the right and then do all this little hopping around there. But. Whatever. On to the next room, the interesting room. Uh Uh-oh, the
1: Republic fleet has joined the battle. No, no, you're on the incorrect faction. The Imperial fleet has joined the battle.
0: Let me tell you, this was a pain in the ass to get the achievements for because the ones where you kill every boss 25 times in master mode, they mean, for this flashpoint, every boss so that means you have to kill the four imps 25 times and the four pubs 25 times and let me tell you vaz and i were a well-oiled machine wiping out brax the bloodhound and his dogs in master mode duo to get to this boss fight for the achievement oh that's
1: super interesting that they counted them separately so if you haven't played it Mm -hmm. yet here you're playing on the imperial side you'll be fighting magnus a jedi consular magnus is that really his name that was his name, Magnus. <laughs> this is Chieftain Magnus. Hmm. Um, you've got Ezra line, a knight, Kenor the trooper, and Tacklin the smuggler. So you're fighting one of each of the classic Republic classes. Right. And on the
0: Republic side, you will fight Avancini, an Italian a Sith inquisitor, <laughs> Rotham, a Sith warrior, Kyrenic the bounty hunter, and Anden, an imperial agent. This fight is really fun. It used to take a lot of coordination because as you kill them, the ones that are
1: left get stronger and stronger. When we ran it, when we ran it, though, there didn't seem to be any kill order or anything like that. Right now, if you're running on veteran, just have fun murdering people on the opposite faction. Enjoy.
0: Right. And if you're in master mode, dear God, get rid of that warrior first. Then work on the Inquisitor, Consular, and then do the Hunter and the whatever agent at the very end. And don't be in their AoE or you'll be sad if they're the last one alive. So. Finally, we kill these four,
1: Maverick's Varad gets on the comms to insult you. He says, at least that idiotic peace treaty hasn't made you soft. You fight your way through more Mandalorians and finally you arrive. The big light side, dark side choice of this flashpoint. You can use the console to disable all the security locks on the control deck of Eleusis. You look out the window and the airlock is a crew of, you guessed it, well, engineers. They're not an immediate threat, but they are complicit in Clan Varad's scheme.
0: We're always targeting the good, hardworking people of these places, just trying to earn a few credits with an honest day's work. Jeez, out the airlock! It's dangerous to be an engineer, not a good career in the Swotor universe. You need life insurance for sure. Oh, hell yeah, you do. So here, you can either capture them by locking them in the airlock, or you can just open that door right up and watch them fly away into space. Bye-bye. You know, they must have made just one really good cutscene of engineers flying into space out of an airlock, and they just want to keep reusing that footage over and over again so they don't have to make more. It really
1: does happen a lot, doesn't it? It does. We then hear Chieftain Barat again, who tells us that our little adventure is about to end, and he challenges us to fisty Fisticuffs?
0: I'll be there in a minute. I just have to sneak past all the people you stuck out here. No worries. Anyway, here we are finally face-to-face with Maverick's Varad. You fight him. He hops around the room, activating turrets, yelling great lines like, Getting tired? Ha! You have to be a little bit careful about this in master mode. You can actually push him too fast. Yes! There is some funky stuff there. We did this by accident uh, once years ago. Years ago, when I was with Vaz and another friend of ours, Solek, and we leapt in and they were doing their DPS and all eight, all of the turrets around the room activated all at one time. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that that did not go well. That did not go well. Oh, oh. Those turrets have range.
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> right. You really don't want to activate them all at once. Unless you're in bedroom mode, then it probably does not matter. But pew, 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 Clan Barad is now more. And he's kind of okay with it. He's a little bit upset. He says it's a good death and he will see us in hell. (gasps) I'm going to Star Wars hell? That's where everyone cool hangs out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that guy will be there. He already said it. Ha! (laughs) We take over the ship and report back to Stael Sean. She's happy we have the ship back, but also lets us know that they have picked up another transmission from Darth Malgus. Malgus is sorry they could not get the ship but that he will be gathering intelligence on the Republic team responsible for their failure, because they are formidable. (gasps) Is that me? Am I formidable? And must be dealt with. Yeah, I think you are. Ooh. Satil is concerned for our safety. She probably won't stop calling us to do things, though. yeah, probably
0: not. Uh, She's always got the phone in one hand. She used to learn to text. My God. I know, geez. Meanwhile, on the imp side, we head back to call up Malgus to tell him we wiped out the clan, blah, blah. And Malgus says Mandalore has now declared them cowards. And the other clans will take whoever has survived, but only at greatly reduced titles and pay. And the Mandalorians probably won't be fucking with the Empire again anytime soon. I said, no, the clan fought well. Malgus said,
1: they died as they deserved.
0: (laughs) He is not
1: having it. So now we have a stolen Republic ship that the Imperial science team is already investigating, hacking, and who knows what else. But now they have Republic security codes and fleet positions. So much like one of our previous flashpoints, this flashpoint has an actual effect on the war. It's a big contribution to win at this flashpoint on the Imperial side.
0: More audit failures on the part of the Republic. So we say our goodbyes. And Malchus, Malchus says, go with the Empire's gratitude. Did he give us a few couple credits, too? Yeah. So nice of him. He's so nice to us. He's so nice. He's like, I appreciate everything you're doing for me. We're so grateful. Satil so Sean is like, eh, bye. I'm doing what we expect you to do <laughs> anyway. You know what nobody expects? The news! You heard it here last
1: If you're listening to this episode when it came out, the Pirate Incursion Dantooine event is currently running from September 20th to September 27th. We did get a huge batch of news that we did not talk about in this episode and probably will not talk about, but that is that we are getting a new set of forums on sotor.com and that will be starting to migrate starting on september 26th cross your fingers make sure to go save any like i don't know guides or role play or fan fiction that you had there just in case um we're waiting for update 7.1.1 which will be bringing the new class updates which you can give feedback about on the forums hopefully you'll still be able to give feedback after the migration and also galactic seasons season three
0: That's it. That's all we have for you all today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. I am the Mao. And I am all done. And
1: I'm Saya. Oh, no, that was my line. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Have fun out there. Bye. (laughs) You've been listening to the Starforge Podcast with Saya and Mal. We know you have your choice of podcasts and you chose the right one. New episodes drop every Friday on Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Sucreesta's YouTube channel, and just about every other podcast platform in existence. For show notes, pictures, and other information, visit StarForgePodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at StarForgeCast. We love hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next week.
0: expects the Scion inquisition her three main elements are fear and surprise two main elements two fear surprise and an uncanny ability to write guides for star wars the old republic three three (laughs) things four four things i'm done we're all done here